you guys, it's me, Luna, and you're on the podcast Talking Films with Luna, and I hope you guys enjoy this first episode. So, today's first episode, um, I want to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm Luna. Um, I was born in Puerto Rico, came to Chicago when I was about two years old. Um, I've been living in Chicago basically all my life now. Um, I am 17 years old, I was born in 2003, um, and I love films, and I love movies, (laughs) um, that's kind of what my whole podcast is based about, um, I might even talk about music a little bit there, here and there, probably a book or two, but mostly this podcast is probably going to be about films and movies, um today's on today's first episode i just wanted to talk about my favorite genre of um films and per me personally some of my favorite films as well just to like you know as a first episode kind of for you guys to get to know me and to get to know what kind of films that i like and the movies that i love and also like movie recommendations you know so yeah i hope you guys enjoy this first episode and let's do a little music middletown intro so um for my first film topic that i want to talk about is my favorite genre of movies to watch is probably coming of age stories slash movies i know that's probably like (laughs) um that's probably like very you know basic of me but you know i love coming of age movies um me personally probably because i am 17 and i am still coming of age (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out life and it's many, many surprises and unexpectancies. So I think that's the one thing that I love about coming of age movies is that it makes you think about a lot of things and it makes you focus a lot on psychological and just moral growth on your transition of being a teenager all the way until you're a young adult you know and it's mostly the most mostly of the time what i love about coming of age stories and movies is that it's very realistic as to what teenagers are you know i feel like i can speak for a whole, i can speak for myself that when i say that when it comes to life and being a teen it's really hard 
because you're still trying to figure you're still trying to figure out like what do you want to do and stuff with your life and you're kind of like in that weird stage of like you're still a kid but you know you're still an adult you're still an adult in some areas you know so I think that's the one thing I love about coming of age films um me personally um, I kind of base my personality on coming of age films, if I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, that's kind of embarrassing to say, but it's the truth. Uh, like, for one example, The Breakfast Club was one of my favorite films growing up. I love The Breakfast Club, love, love, love it. I still watch it to this day. Um, there's no counting how many times I watched that movie. Um, I think another film I would probably say is The Fault in Our Stars. Um, The Fault in Our Stars was another movie that I used to watch a lot when I was a kid. In middle school, if I would say. Um, it made me thought and made me think about a lot of, you know, complex concepts and stuff. Um, John Green is my favorite it's one of my favorite authors so every time he came out with a film for one of his books i've always watched it um i've read his book um looking for alaska the falter stars and um paper towns as well or i already said that yeah paper towns and i've watched paper towns i've watched the falter stars and recently hulu came out with a show for looking for alaska and you know i think i think when it comes to his books and to his films there's a really there's a concept of you know boy falls in love with this and like there's a term there's a term that we like to use for like the female characters in um in coming of age movies i like to call them like a lot of people are calling them like manic pixie girl type um let me if i'm if i were to explain to you what is a manic pixie girl it's kind of like a female character used in the male protagonist's journey into figuring out what like he wants um it's used a lot in coming of age films if i'm going to be honest like best like best um examples i could give would probably be like i would want to say the fault in our stars um paper towns looking for alaska there was another film probably oh my god i literally forgot the name of it give me one second I think it was let me look for oh Scott Pilgrim that was a very very that was literally the beginning of Manic Pixie Girl (laughs) so yeah it's like it's basically Manic Pixie Girl oh 500 Days of Summer as well is very a good example of Manic Pussy Girl. Um, Breakfast at Tiffany Holly. Um, Clementine. 
from I don't forgot which movie she was from Amelia from the movie Amelia it was a French film that I love watching um but yeah those are kind of like prime examples of like the manic pixie girl type trope um only way the only way how I could explain them it's kind of like they're used to to teach the either like the main male character or just like even the main character in general in a film for like important life lessons is kind of just like you only live life once and you kind of just want to live it the way you want to and just they kind of they kind of teach you like important life lessons and I will admit like I watched so much of coming of age films that like like I kind of embodied that because, um, you know, I do think when it comes to life, you just want to live it like you have to live it just day by day. You know, you can't continue like you can't just live your life thinking of like what's going to happen next and, you know, all of these complex situations and stuff like that, you know. So I think that's one thing that I really love about, you know, just coming of age movies because it's just mostly about that um but yeah it's it's a trope that's widely used in coming of age movies um do i personally like it i do but at the same time um but at the same time it kind of sucks because it's like she has no character development in a sense and she's only used for character development for the male protagonist so it's kind of complex but i've watched so many movies based on that trope that it's just like it's become a part of me honestly so i try to be as cool and mysterious and as full philosophical if that's the correct word as i tried to be just that these just like these characters that i've watched when i was a kid so yeah um one of my now talking about coming of age films now we're gonna actually go into this um i think that one of the most talked about coming of age films if you were to think about coming of age films um a, pro- a, a lot of people probably don't even know this honestly i like to think of boyhood um when i watched boyhood it was something that i honestly could relate to in a way to the character um and the one thing that i liked about this movie is that it was filmed over a 12 year period by Richard Lankert. He was he's a director. And he watched he not watched it. He filmed this movie over a twelve year period with the actor um Ilair Cochrane, Clo- I think Clotrain, I think that's his name. I'm really bad at pronouncing names. Um the main character is Mason Evans and it's about his life with his it's about his life and relationships with his mom, who is played by, um, which is with his mom, Olivia, played by Patricia Arquette and 
dad, Jason Sr., which is played by Ethan Hawking. Um, it's, it's a really, really good film. I would definitely recommend watching it because you honestly, it's literally like you see the life of this boy growing up. His parents are going through a divorce. Um, it's like it brings a lot of complex situations that comes with childhood, honestly. Um, I don't remember the plot like by by like heart, but it's mostly about like Mason living with his sister Samantha and they're being raised by their mother Olivia in a small town in Texas. Um, and, you know, it's like they have this, um, complex relationship with their father as well, where, you know, they, they, like, where they see them, where he sees, where they see their father a lot, and they, and they go with their father a lot to, um, you know, do things that, you know, basic father kids things, you know, going to going bowling, going camping and things. But um it's a really it's a it's a really good movie that I think that embodies a true coming of age film. Um cuz in the beginning you can see that, you know, the his parents are going through this divorce and you know, and you know he's being raised by his mom by herself and everything and and it's kind of difficult for her um and i can relate to that on so many levels you know i was raised by a single mom as well and telling you it's not easy <laughs> i commend my mom so much for doing it um you know and you know and it talks about like how he started going to high school and experimenting with marijuana and alcohol and stuff and how like he goes to university and he thinks about so many of his hopes and his fears about what his life is going to be and how college is going to be you know he deals with heartbreak as well and these are all things that I feel like should be in a movie about growing up because you deal with so many complex emotions and so many complex you know situations that it's good to see it was kind of refreshing to see it in a film so yeah i think that was a really good film i love it to this day um another really good film that i would definitely recommend would probably be um you know one second because i have a list i'm like looking at my list right now of films that i like i like wrote down um Right now, another really good coming-of-age film that I really love was... I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. Oh my god, I wrote a list. Clueless. Clueless was also a really good movie. The reason why is because it's not... Even though I... Honestly, I can't relate to share you know because you know she's like she is your typical you know rich um wealthy white teenager living in 90s beverly hills very very selfless um but 
I think what I really liked about this film is that she tries to help this girl, which is played by Brittany. I think what's her name? Brittany? Brianna? I'm really terrible at names. I'm so sorry. The one thing that I really liked about this film is that um, Brittany Murphy's character, Ty, uh, she goes through like this kind of makeover from Cher because Cher wants to help out this girl and stuff. And, you know, Cher, she's all about helping people. But, you know, it's kind of like she also is also kind of selfless in a way. She's also kind of selfish in a way, sorry. Um, but as she goes, as you're going through the movie, you can see that, you know, Ty kind of becomes Cher in a way. And, you know, Ty becomes more popular than Cher. And then Cher goes through all this, like, complex, not complex, but Cher goes through all these emotions and stuff. And just, like, she feels so clueless as to what she should do and so clueless as to what her true priorities are, you know. And I feel like towards the end of the movie, she kind of realizes this, she kind of realizes a lot of things. And she just becomes not clueless anymore and she falls in love with she falls in love with um paul reed paul rudd's character josh and everything and you know she's cool with ty again and you know it's really it's a really good film if you kind of try to pick at it it's really good film (laughs) um another really good film is probably 10 things i hate about you um one of the goodest like one of the goodest, like, coming-of-age movies, I would say, with Heath Ledger. I love that movie. And it's, like, very much, like, um, very much enemies turned into lovers type trope, which is also really nice. Um, so, yeah, it's a really good film. Um, I think another film I would probably say that's also really good. Um, The Breakfast Club is another film that I love as well. Um, it's kind of like you see these people from totally different high school cliques and they all come together on detention on a Saturday and they end up learning something about themselves and learning something about each other. And then you then they kind of realize that you know, they're not that different from each other at all. You know, the only thing that was different about them was, you know, their social standing and where they, and the cliques that they were in in high school. And at the end, you know, you could see them just kind of coming together and just like being more understanding with each other. But then again, you also know that after that day, they're not going to ever talk again with each other you know and that was even like one of the that was even like one of the um how I'd say like one of the things that um Molly Ringwall's characters would say like um are we really gonna like see if we see each other again on the hallways on Monday like are we gonna say hi and stuff so it was like it's a thing and that's the thing of reality honestly 
um they had so many they like bonded over a lot of things and bonded over their situations but at the end they all knew that they weren't gonna you know ever talk to each other again at at the end of the day so i think it was a really good movie um the diary of a teenage girl i really love this movie because it really does explain a lot of the sexual sexual awakening of a young girl you know the main character she falls in love not falls in love but she's kind of caught in like a romantic rivalry with her mother charlotte so the teenager name is minnie which is played by belle powell and she's caught in a romantic rivalry with her mother charlotte for the affection of monroe which is the mother's boyfriend i know this sounds kind of controversial but throughout the movie you see a lot of like power dynamics where helen heller comes of a story of a sympathetic vantage point without positioning minnie charlotte or even monroe as a hero victim or a villain you know there's not you don't see minnie being like you don't see minnie being a victim or you don't see Monroe the boyfriend being a villain or even the mom being like a hero or anything because it's not like that you know at the end they're all imperfect people you know and they're all they're all you know they all should have love and caring and thoughtful you know and even though like the concept of the movie it's kind of uncomfortable you know it is a teenage girl falling in love you know kind of it it is a teenage girl fighting with her mom for the love of her mom's boyfriend but towards the end it's it's like a perfect example of how a young woman comes into her sexual awakening and not only that it's like how a young woman is permitted to tell her own story and how like how open and how unselfconsciously they could be with their younger with themselves you know so i think it's a really good movie um another this is my last movie that i'm probably gonna talk about uh which is one of my favorite movies i even consider it like my comfort movie even <laughs> um it will probably be Wait, I have one more movie to talk about. So this is probably not my last movie. Um, it will probably be Call Me By Your Name. Um, I feel like people don't understand how much I love this movie and how much I talk about this movie. Um, I honestly, I read the book. I'm reading it again. And I saw the movie. And... To this day, I still watch this movie like 500 times, probably. (laughs) Um, But I feel like it's such a really, really good movie. And it's such a really good movie in terms of falling in love at such a young age, you know. So the main character is Elio. He falls in love with um, Oliver. So the main 
context of the movie it's basically um elio lives in italy with his parents um they're both philosophy um they're both philosophy majors and he falls in love with Oliver, who is a philosophy student who comes live who comes to live with Elio and his parents for the summer to help him for his dad to help him like for Elio's father to help him finish his thesis that he has to write to graduate. So even though in the book it's way more detailed, of course, but in the movie you can see little by little this kind of like push and pull between Elio and Oliver. You know, El- Elio f- finds himself like falling in love, not falling in love, but intrigued and infatuated with Oliver, almost to the point of like he wants to even be Oliver in a point, and not in a creepy sense, but more in a sense of like when you fall in love with somebody or you if you're infatuated with somebody you want to know all about them and you know want to learn about them and almost in a way kind of do what they like and do the hobbies that they do so i think that's what so that's what like elio's about and then oliver is kind of like pushing it and pushing it because you know Oliver is a graduate college student and Elio is um 17 during the movie so and in the book Elio is 17 and Oliver is 25 and we are talking about like a gay couple as well which is and the setting of the movie is like in 1983 so you know it's like very it's various like complex um situations as to why they can't be together mostly because of the age um the time period that they were in where gay where um you know lgbtq communities weren't accepted you know but as they kept spending more time together and things you know elio is more increasingly like drawn to oliver um, even to the point where he was like sneaking into his room to smell his clothing and stuff. And right when they and right when Elio decided to confess his feelings, you know, it was like Oliver tells him like they can't speak of such things. And then later throughout the day, they ended up kissing and things. Um, I think one line of the movie that like still to this day I try to live by it is like. Um, Elio's parents were reading him a book, a French, like an old 16th century French novel about a princess and her guard. And, you know, the, and then like the knight falls in love with the princess and, you know, he tells her, is it better to speak or to die? And the princess tells him, you know, and, you know, the princess kind of just shrugs on him. Um, Then again, it is a French novel and French people are not really (laughs) um, open about their feelings. Um, But that's how Elio confessed his feelings for um, Oliver 
at the end and that is something that i find truly beautiful and truly like i try to live by it um not even like in a romantic sense is more in a philosophical sense honestly because it's like i would rather is it's better to speak your truth and to speak how you feel than just dying with it at the end not even dying with it, but keeping it in for so long so i think that's something that's you know really beautiful um this movie i would say not only is it about love life lessons but it's also you know it also talks about like you know um you know sexual awakening as, as well you know this is the first time elio has ever been truly in love with somebody and he's so infatuated him that you know they they end up do having they end up do having relations in the movie <laughs> um but you know but after they do the deed elio kind of has like a conflict of like what they're doing you know if he's truly in love if it's if he's truly in love with oliver or simply just infatuated with the idea of oliver and i can relate to that and i could just relate to elio in so many levels in terms of like if you're truly falling in love with somebody or is just simply infatuated with the idea of them you know and towards the end of the movie though um oliver does have to go back to the u.s and they end up spending like three days together in Rome and you know it's very beautiful they spend their three days together lovely you know going you know just going and you know um, seeing the city and everything and he ends up Oliver does have to end up going back to you know America and Elio is just stuck with the sadness of Oliver leaving and not only that just um having to deal with that emotion and in the book and even in the movie um there's a I would like to say not a prologue what's it called um a monologue that Elio's father is talking to Elio and he's saying to himself that he was aware of the situation, not the situation, but the relationship between him and Oliver and that, you know, it's what they had was beautiful and what they had was magical, you know. But he tells Elio that instead of pushing those feelings away or trying to move on too quickly to just, you know, live with it and learn from it and grow from it as well. And that's something that, I think that's something that it's an idea that I feel like a lot of people should know, especially people who are really, especially with people who don't like talk about their feelings a lot. That's something that it's really important. Um, there's one line in the, in the father's monologue that he's just like, as to, let me see if I find the quotes of it because people honestly don't understand how much i love this movie <laughs> i love it so much i cry it's honestly a movie that makes you cry at the end of the movie honestly um but there's one line of 
the of the father's of Elio's father's monologue that he says but to feel nothing as to not feel anything at all it's what a waste and I think that's something that's also really stuck with me as well because he's basically saying instead of pushing those feelings away and trying not to feel them you know just feel them and just learn from them and just grow from them you know and it's 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 something truly beautiful. It's a really beautiful movie. I definitely recommend it. I definitely recommend watching the movie. I definitely recommend watching um reading the book as well. You know, so yeah. Watch it. <laughs> um but yes. Um but I think this is the end of my podcast. Um I'm glad that you guys had heard me ramble about um I'm glad that you guys heard me ramble on about um (laughs) um about my favorite movies honestly um and I definitely do recommend watching them if you like coming of age genres and I think my next episode I'm gonna go in the genre of like film noir and things or maybe I'll do like a maybe I'll do like psychological horror next. I I really don't know. I'll 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 see and I'll watch a bunch of movies and I'll and I'll let you know for the next episode. But yeah, I hope you guys love I hope you guys liked hearing me talk about this and yeah. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.